0: I'm like literally 22 years old, and I'm thinking, do I need to freeze my eggs soon?
1: Welcome, friends. You're listening to I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee, hosted by Astrid Cabello and Alia Sexton.
0: I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee is a passion project that stems from our friendship throughout university. Graduates of 2020, we aim to live out our young adult lives with mindfulness, optimism, and the freedom to be our
1: most authentic selves. We hope to spark deeper conversations about everything and anything. Using our own experiences, the stories of others, and relevant topics, our intention is to generate a better understanding of the world around us.
0: Media, societal norms, health and wellness, relationships, education, culture and travel, you name it, we'll cover it. A true lifestyle podcast,
1: we value your opinion. Thanks for stopping by. Let's do this hi everybody it's a street here i am interrupting this episode without Aaliyah for the moment just to come on and give you guys a quick little message this episode was recorded about a week ago when we were recording a bunch of episodes for the podcast and since then a lot has happened we launched i thought we were just getting coffee and posted our first two episodes both of which were a little bit more serious than this one, which is a lot more humorous, as you guys will tell in a few minutes here. But we wanted to come on and say a huge thank you from both Aaliyah and I for all the support and the feedback, comments, reviews, some of the messages that we have gotten have literally blown us away. The feedback has been absolutely amazing. And as you all know, if you've listened to the second episode with our friend Chris on being a black and gay man in 2020, he gave us an amazing story about what he's been through, his experiences, and we posted on our social media when that episode released that we would be donating 50 cents for every listen to that episode and we're really happy that we were able to make a donation in chris's name to the martha p johnson institute and we just wanted to share that with you all and thank you all for supporting us and just give a quick shout out to all of the friends of chris Um, We know that so many of you shared it and listen, and we appreciate that more than you know. And we're so excited to record with Chris again and hear his thoughts. But until then, we will go ahead and get into this episode, which, as I mentioned before, is a lot sillier more fun, talks about the fear of aging and how that permeates in all of our lives. So with that, go ahead and enjoy the episode. Again, a huge thank you to everybody who has been supporting us and let's get started. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee. Today, Aaliyah and I are going to be tackling the subject of aging, specifically the fear of aging. And being that both of us are 22 years old, I think we have quite a bit to say on aging. That's a joke. (laughs) That was sarcasm. (laughs) But no, seriously, I well, Aaliyah. right before this was like, I'm so excited for this episode. And I feel like this is more Aaliyah's wheelhouse. Like, I feel like this is more your your thing. Like, I don't know that much about aging. No,
0: I really don't either. I'm just petrified of it. And there's actually a scientific term <laughs> for the fear of aging. And my dad was like, you need to say what the medical term is if you're going to be talking about this. And I was like, dad, I don't want what to diagnose myself.
1: No, but what is the term? Um,
0: let me look it up.
1: I think I saw that too. Like gerosophic. Yes. I okay. I totally Geroscopia.
0: Geroscobia.
1: Yes. Okay. So we have we have a geroscobia guest. You know, would you, wait, where would you rank like your fear of aging? Is that like in the top five of your fears, top 10? Like, is this number one?
0: Honestly, I'm more afraid of aging than death, to be quite honest with you.
1: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: But what about you? Because I feel like we talk about this a lot and we're usually on the same page.
1: Yeah, I am so obsess, I would say, with my health. Mm-hmm. I think that like what you portray outside reflects your inside. So you can't be taking care of how you feel mentally, right. emotionally, spiritually, if that's not being reflected physically. Mm-hmm. Um but aging's not my big fear when it comes to my appearance. Yeah. I I don't know, but the thing is is I've picked up weird habits and I think society has almost programmed it into our brains that women should be afraid of aging because I don't even think it's weird that when my sisters at her computer and she's like pushing her eyebrows together that I say to her Annie, stop that no right right <laughs> get rid of those right now you're gonna <laughs> get wrinkles because that's so ridiculous you taught that but... to me
0: that fear like I can never
1: crinkle oh, yeah. or
0: frown anymore like when I put my mascara on I have to be so adamant mm. to not move my forehead like that <gasps> yes
1: but I guess before we get into that do we want to do a little bit of just a check-in with each of other of course
0: how is Utah tell me about it
1: Utah is good I don't think I've talked about this in an episode yet. My family recently moved to Utah and I decided to move there for the summer before I kind of start my adult life. So hanging out in Utah today, it's super hot, but in a few days it's supposed to snow. It was like, so that's yeah. just kind of... I remember it was yeah. snowing like it's last so weird. week.
0: That's weird, but it's cool.
1: I've been lathering myself up in sunscreen so much because I'm right. always outside Mm -hmm. so that kind of is like a segue um how are you what are you getting up to
0: um today my mom and Elise one of my sisters she's eight I'm 22 so if you do the math one of us was an accident I won't name names um (laughs) (laughs) but we went to either way honestly literally yeah you'll find out later friends but um we went to Amish country and I live like 50 minutes away from Amish country in Ohio. And we ate and this was the sweetest thing I wanted to cry. So the restaurant we were at, um, it was like a little bistro and it was storming really bad when we were eating there and the electricity went off and my mom went to pay and the cash register wasn't working and it was like a 40 or $50 meal. And they said, oh, it's on us. Don't worry about it. And I wanted to cry because... First of all, this is right after COVID. They weren't making any money at all. And second of all, they were telling Mm -hmm. all of their guests, it's on us. And my mom was like, no, like write down my phone number. Call me whenever it's working. I'm not going to let you do that and give me the meal for free. But I thought that was so sweet and really good service.
1: Yeah, but they must be hurting. I think every single restaurant business is hurting right now. Pretty much every single small business, especially... In Amish country, I can't imagine. I definitely think that they would have been affected.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, yeah. Everybody go eat at your local restaurants.
0: (laughs) Yes. Please support local currently.
1: (laughs) Okay. So do we dive into fear of aging? Yes. Let's do it. So Aaliyah, let me psychoanalyze you. Why are you afraid of aging?
0: Okay. Honestly, I have no idea where this came from, but I think it was junior year of college. I just woke up one morning and I think I had an epiphany that I needed to prioritize skincare. And I think I was at the ripe age of 21 and I thought, oh my God, I'm turning 40 tomorrow. And it's just, I don't know where it came from. I never cared about skincare before. I would stay up late all the time. And honestly, I think you really helped me with this fear. Because I remember you told me once something like if you don't go to bed before 11 p.m., something like that's when your liver functions the most or I don't remember.
1: Oh, well, okay, And we could totally do a whole episode on sleep because I'm so sure I'm about to butcher all of these facts right now. But (laughs) I something that like changed the way I looked at sleep was somebody said that your body, your circadian rhythm, the natural circadian rhythm that all of us have operates with the sun, which I totally can believe because think about how much the sun is involved in our life and so when the sun is down like your body should be thinking about you know sleeping, going to sleep, resting, and then when the sun is up, you should be up, you should be out there. And mm-hmm. they even said something about why that might be, you know, se- seasonal depression, so why sometimes in the winter we feel like we need more sleep, we need more rest, we want to hibernate because it's colder out, there's not as much sun, we're not getting as much vitamin D. So, I don't know. I don't have any facts on that with me right now, but I remember reading that and thinking, "Oh my gosh." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that your sleep schedule definitely <laughs> scared me a bit. Yeah. Where I was almost like, Aaliyah, what? And it, I had to live with you to know. We I didn't remember. Know if we, yeah, I was friends, it yeah.
0: was bad. Yeah, so that was the big proponent. And then also, I think I realized I wanted, if I do want to have kids, I want to be definitely like in my mid to possibly late 30s. And I saw this quote in a Vogue article about aging. We'll link it in the show notes. But... There was a quote that said, we are in control. Basically, the fear of aging stems from the fact that we are in control, declining egg count and loss of metabolism. And those are two big things for me. I was, I'm like literally 22 years old and I'm thinking, do I need to freeze my eggs soon? So it's just so many things. And it's the loss of control for women because, you know, you're not going to be physically the way you were before. And then also, your body is changing in more drastic ways than men. Well, I think I just really want to be proactive about it. Yeah. And that's what about a big you? part
1: of aging. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that I fear about aging is just time. And there are so many things I want to do and that I plan to do. And the feeling of maybe I won't actually get to do them really scares me. I'm somebody, or I guess I'm a woman who wants to have kids so badly like I know that's something I want to do but I also really want to have a career so Mm -hmm. it's like well I'm gonna need a lot of years and a lot of time (laughs) and a lot of support if I want to do that and I think aging just intertwines with that but I think what you said about being proactive that's something I think everybody can just make that habit of being proactive in everything they do so definitely want to be proactive about health
0: exactly amen yeah, and I, I would say we are definitely way more on the extreme end than most early 20-year-olds.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: like, there will be times when I will specifically not consume as much alcohol just because I'm thinking, you know, this could deteriorate me both on the inside and the outside. Oh, yeah. If you are proactive and you think about, if I have a certain girl, which is I want to be healthy and look healthy at age 40 and 50 then you do have to prioritize some things in your 20s. Yeah,
1: and make those habits. Exactly. Like if your habit is every single weekend going out to party and drinking a ton, staying up late, not eating correctly, yeah, it might be totally fine and your body will heal in your 20s. But then when you become 40, 50, those effects or those habits could stay with you. And you might be like, oh, why can't I do this anymore? And it's like, well, your body is not the yeah. same. Exactly. There was a video I watched to kind of prepare for this on YouTube by this woman named Sorelle Amore. I hope I got her mm-hmm. name right. She is a YouTuber. She makes videos about everything and anything. I would say more adventurous. She's just really cool. She is like the classic cool girl, kind of like a girl Casey Neistat. <laughs> She's just awesome. And she has this YouTube video called How the Fear of Aging Will Make You Invisible. And basically, she said that she posted a video about her surfing and learning to surf. And somebody commented, oh, I wouldn't expect you to be able to do that because you're older and I'm a surf teacher. And when I teach people to surf, if they're your age, it takes a much longer time for them to be able to get it. How old is she? She's 31. You're kidding. She is 31. No, I'm not kidding. And she was like, "This is ridiculous. Like, I'm 31 years old, and you're calling me out for not being able to learn to yeah, surf. Like, okay, what kind of message?" And screw that yeah. guy. And this person's a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I was like, "What the heck?" And I'm just thinking to myself, "31 is no, not old. 30s are the um, new when 20s." When I think about aging, it, 30s are the new 20s. Ter- oh my gosh, they better be. But I mean, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that. Well, number one, that someone had that opinion and then the way she kind of called it out was stop worrying about it. Stop being afraid of it. And we need to normalize doing new things in our 30s and just going for it and not being afraid that our age makes us too old to do something. And I thought that was an important piece of it because there's definitely the physical appearance, but then there's also that internal feeling you have about aging that can sometimes hold you back. Right.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I need to watch that video. Yeah,
1: also I want to learn how but to surf. But I can't
0: believe the person that commented that, like what was going through their oh, mind. Oh, I know.
1: And if my surf teacher was like, <laughs> I'm, just I'm 22 years old. And if my surf teacher tried to see me surf, they would probably think, I don't know how old they think I was or how young, but they would be like, <laughs> what's wrong with this girl? And it would have nothing to do with my age. It would just be lack of coordination. Right. But yeah, what a dumb thing to say, just in general.
0: Wow. Um, I saw this quick little checklist in one of the aging books that I was reading. Mm-hmm. So that's also how you can tell I'm a psycho about this. But <laughs> the book's called The Telomere Effect. It's by Elizabeth Blackburn and Alyssa Eppel. I'm, I'm in the midst of reading it right now. But there was a list of three questions you can ask yourself to kind of check where you are in the aging process. Okay. The first is, how do, old do I look? Um, Do you look younger than your age? Do you look about your age or older than your age? The second is how would I rate my physical health? And you um, rate them on the same three criteria. And the last is how old do I feel? And, again, you use the same three criteria. And they said that that's just a little checkpoint you can use along the way. And, you know, if you're feeling older than how you are in all three of those categories, maybe it's a sign you need to change something. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was nice because... Like it, it gave me some peace of mind because I think I look younger than I am. I feel about my age based on those three things. I, I think I'm in a good spot.
1: Yeah. So then why do you, why are you afraid of aging?
0: I think it's because I don't know how it'll be in 20 or 30 years. Mm, so it's just that. Unknown. So right now I could be good. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: You're like right now, right now might be the best it's going to be. And it is just downhill from here.
0: <laughs> I Literally, mean, be- I need to get out of that.
1: Yeah, but you know, I mean, I think it's good that you at least acknowledge it. And we're going to talk about it in this episode, but it's definitely not just because this is something you put on yourself. I mean, you choose to have this fear, but it's something I think that has been programmed in a lot of women and not just women, also men. And it's what's told in our Mm -hmm. marketing and through companies and products. So it would almost be I think it would be more difficult for you to not feel that way than for you to feel that way. So it's justified. Good. Okay, good. Well, I guess we'll move on and kind of think about something I wanted to think about when it comes to aging is why we are afraid of aging when everybody knows that there's always going to be someone older than you. And... To me, I think to myself, okay, when I get those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, my wrinkles, or I was studying for something and I can totally feel myself relax. And I just think, oh, how long was I spent with my forehead in just knots? <laughs> I don't even know. It's that feeling of like tension.
0: Yeah, um, You do stress about that.
1: That's my number one thing, I think, is stressing about giving myself wrinkles or Being a part of the problem rather than being proactive with like wearing sunscreen and stuff. But then I think to myself, like if I looked at someone who's 23, because that's the next year above me, I don't think that's old. And then if I looked at someone 10 years (laughs) older than me, 32, I don't think that's old. Honestly, what do I think is old? Like I, I think it all Mm -hmm. kind of depends on context. Old is a descriptor. So how can we own our age? And how can we know and kind of keep in our mind and our perspective that there's always someone older than you. So maybe just don't worry about it. What do you think you can do?
0: I agree. It's just cutting through the bullshit of it. And again, like what society tells us how we should feel at a certain age and just trusting our instincts of how we Mm -hmm. emotionally and physically feel.
1: And I think something I heard and, I wanted to talk about this later, but I might even just bring it up now. I was talking to my grandma because I said I was going to be filming this podcast, and she's so cute. She was like, "What's a popcast?" I was like, "Okay,
0: <laughs> no, papa." Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I call my grandma papa. That is Cantonese for grandma, and she is just the cutest thing in the world. But I said, "Papa, when did I you love her find? stories." she is literally so funny she's full of good stories but I told her I said okay I'm doing this podcast we're talking about aging when was the first time you felt old like when was the first time you thought to yourself hey I'm old now and um my grandma said it was when I turned 80 and I was like (sighs) what because she's 82 she is the cutest thing (laughs) I, I was like oh so you do you feel old now she said oh no I don't feel old now I just felt old on my 80th birthday that was it and I was Stop like, it. what? She's so cute. And I mean, she really doesn't act like an 80 year old. If, if we even want to go into like that stereotype, she's super active. She still works part-time. She's still, she literally like when coronavirus hit and she couldn't go to the YMCA every single day for her hour oh. of cardio, she decided I'm going to create a gym. I don't think I told you this yet, Elia. She said, I'm going to create no. a gym at home. So We even, I mean, my grandma has lived in the house that she lives in now for at least 30 years, probably 30 plus years. And there has been a treadmill in there since I have been alive. So 20 years, 20 20 plus years. And it's been in the garage. It's It's never been in the house since I have realized and been conscious of it. The treadmill is broken, but because um because my grandma's a little bit I would say you know gonna make sure she doesn't spend any extra money she was like oh I'll fix it I'll fix it I'll fix it it's not broken it's just kind of <laughs> messed up I don't know she dug out she pulled out a treadmill so first of all at 82 that's like a big thing to do but then she the yeah. treadmill cannot go past two two 2.0 speed which for those of you who know no. like that's like 40 minutes <laughs> that to is so a mile. <laughs> <laughs> so she just goes on the treadmill for one hour at 2.0 speed and just walks she said I could walk faster if I went around the neighborhood but she's kind of nervous about that so I was like that's the funniest right. thing ever but I I don't know that I mean that's adorable me, I know she's so cute I think that's also why I don't I'm not as afraid of aging because I've seen my grandma and literally her life hasn't really changed. Um, that much when it comes to her aging. She obviously looks a little different. Mm -hmm. Her health, you know, she's had to have to do certain things, change certain things, but she's really been able to keep the same lifestyle and she's so happy. And I think that for me has been a good example of aging gracefully.
0: That's amazing. My great grandma, one of my great grandmas, she passed away this past January, I believe. And last year at the time, basically a year before she passed away, she was still driving and she was always so sharp. She was a teacher. She went to college and she was just always a jokester. And she just knew what she wanted to do and she'd get it done. And she was diagnosed, I think with Alzheimer's. I never can say that right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, her mental health deteriorated so rapidly in the past year before she passed away. And it was really sad for everyone because it was almost like we didn't recognize this person and mm-hmm. that's also something that is just really scary about aging is the mental decline of it. So I'm so happy that your grandma is still functioning at mm-hmm. m- a much higher rate than people her age and she's making sure that she's keeping her body safe and healthy because it's just a fear to be living in a way where no one even kind of recognizes the person you once were, which is really sad. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so hard. I know, um, my family has a history of Alzheimer's too. And I think that that's, that is a disease that is so, that is really like fear of the unknown. That's so much unknown. And I think also not just that, but it's still having the person but not in the same capacity so it's all this change and it actually yeah. happens pretty fast and right. then it's just like well what is their quality of life and I think I mean when you mm-hmm. talk about aging you have to talk about death and you have to talk about the fear of death and not necessarily as you said like you're more afraid of aging than dying it's like I'm more afraid of being on mm-hmm. this earth and not having the quality of life I want than just kind of that's being exactly like, what it is yeah not yes. here at all I,
0: my dad he always tells us If I ever get to the point where I don't know who I am, please just end it for me. Like, that is such a big fear for so many people. And it's not talked about that often until you're actually put in that situation. So I think it needs to be normalized a bit more than it is. That kind of brings me into something I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. which is the difference between how men and women perceive aging. Mm. Um, I know for women, it's a lot more the physical appearance, whereas men, I, th- I think men age into wisdom. That's what I say all the time. Like when when men age, it's like fine wine. They look wise, especially if they're keeping up with their body, like they look good. Whereas women, you know, it's a bad thing whenever they age mm. from so- the lens of society and also internally. And I remember I was watching a video by Shallon. She is Shallon XO. She's a YouTuber. She's hilarious. She covers celebrity videos. But she mm-hmm. was talking about aging once. And again, I don't know all of the scientifics behind it. But basically what she was saying is when men age, they look better than women because their cells deteriorate at an angle, whereas women's cells just deteriorate flat. And I guess that that has something to do with, like, the way that you look. So men will look better when they're aging. Yeah. So based on what you've seen and, you know, the people that you know in your life, why do you think it is that women are so much more afraid of aging?
1: Sure. I think, okay, well, the first thing I want to say is, like, do men even care? There are probably some men who do care and are worried about it and think about it. If I asked my dad or my brothers, I feel like they would just say, Oh, I don't even think about that. I don't even care. Oh, I'm sure. And then my other, I think, at least in the physical appearance, I think some men would be really nervous about not being able to work or not being able to provide for their family or, you know, anything that happens with aging that's not related to their looks, but it would not have to do with their looks. If you just look at movies and think about where there's a much older man and a much younger woman, I mean, honestly, any movie, <laughs> like, any movie, pretty much, where there's a guy who, even if in the movie, they're both acting to be in 20s or 30s, but then you'll look up how old the actor is or how old the actress is, and one is 22 and the guy is 45, but they're both supposed to be playing someone in their right. 30s, and you're just thinking, wow, great, what a horrible portrayal of age and I actually saw I forget what the name of the show is but it's a Netflix show I believe by Mindy Kaling and it just came out And I think it's called oh man I'm so mad I'm forgetting this it's called oh, like
0: is it about a high school girl
1: yes it's about a high school girl and yeah, I saw the preview. I just heard about it, but I heard that the girl who's playing the high schooler is, like, in her early 20s. And then this man who's playing the high schooler is 28. I think, actually, the girl playing the t- <gasps> the high schooler is 17. And that's her love interest. Oh my gosh. I could be so that's wrong. That's insane. But I'm... I'm that's like listen- the Outer
0: Banks show. All of the actor- actors... Well, the main actor is actually 28, and he's supposed to play a 16 year old and it's so weird because no 16 year old boy yeah. looks like how this actor looks
1: well do you remember when you watched gossip girl because i remember when i watched yes. gossip girl thinking oh my gosh wow these people look absolutely nothing like a high schooler yeah
0: i don't know why they do that it's very irksome i to would me.
1: agree and also can i just say one quick thing while we're on the topic of celebrities of and course aging? I think that George Clooney, how old is George Clooney and why to me has he just perpetually always been attractively I'm looking it up. old? <laughs> I hear the keyboard. Please look it up.
0: <laughs> he is 59.
1: Oh my gosh, he's not even that old. He's not old at all. Like he, Honestly, he I thought was he was, in was this older. be called me too. Well, because I, I feel like he's literally been older ever since I knew who George Clooney was. He was just an right. older man. Yeah. Um, I. Just watch this movie called Up in the Air with him. Have you seen that?
0: No, I haven't. Is it good?
1: It was actually so good. It's on Hulu, and I could not sleep one night. I was having trouble sleeping, which never happens to me. I can usually knock out in less than, I would say, in eight minutes. That would be my time. Yeah, you are a pro sleeper. Oh, I'm a pro sleeper. I can sleep anywhere. But when I have trouble sleeping, it's like you're just not going to bed tonight. (laughs) Like it's going to be two, three hours. So I turned on the movie. I didn't finish it. I fell asleep like halfway, which I was good. That was the point. But Then I finished it. That movie hurt my heart. I did not expect it. I just wanted something casual, light. I was like, oh, George Clooney, great. And then in the morning, I woke up, watched the rest. And it was actually so good. It really made me think. It talks about aging and it talks a lot about the way that sometimes society or the people around you or the job that you have, the people who you're interested in for relationships, they change, but you don't. And how that can really kind of make you feel like, what is the purpose of my life and what am I doing? So highly recommend. It doesn't directly talk about aging, but yeah, you should totally watch it. Yeah.
0: One of my favorite celebrities who have aged amazing is Jane Fonda. Have you seen recent shows with her? Oh,
1: yes. Love
0: her. She is absolutely beautiful. And um, Mm -hmm. I follow, of course, all these. (gasps) She's 82. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy.
1: You're kidding.
0: She looks amazing. But I follow all these plastic surgeons and they use her as an example of someone who aged in a way where they don't want to look 30 years younger than than how old they actually are, which I think is awesome. And apparently it's the way that she does. She obviously has Botox and a little bit of work done. But the key is she doesn't do it around her eyes. She doesn't do the fine lines around her eyes. So when she smiles, she still has natural smiling lines. And a lot of people her age that look absolutely terrible, they get their eyes done to the max where they just look frozen in time. So I thought that was really cool that she still has work done, but it's very minimal and it just, Mm -hmm. it fits her.
1: I, I totally agree. She's so gorgeous and I was thinking, also, she's such a good example of a woman who's had a long-lasting career. She's had children. I think she's, she's very an dynamic activist. as a woman. Yeah. She's just done so many different things. Um, yeah. I was saying, my friend Jacqueline, we were talking about older women who we think are gorgeous and have aged really well, and we were talking about James, Jane Fonda, and then we also brought up Diane Keaton. Do you know who she is?
0: Yes. I need to... I know her. I Does really she have know. blonde hair?
1: We're or just gray maybe, hair like, typing away on this podcast <laughs> i don't even honestly yes, i have no idea i just saw
0: a movie with her but i forget what it was she's yeah, so she's, cool oh my she's, my God, she's, she's
1: awesome d4 i never would have thought like she's like the cool grandma moment mm-hmm. that i hope to have one day she's so yeah cool. i love her so much
0: she's amazing also i didn't realize j-lo is in her 50s which is Incredible. Obviously, she's always the one everyone goes to. Her and Jennifer
1: Aniston. Yes. And Gwen Stefani.
0: Oh, my gosh. Do you know that gosh. Gwen
1: Stefani's in her 50s? Yes. Do you crazy. know that when Gwen Stefani made the song Hollaback Girl, she was, like, in her late 20s? I remember. I, I thought that I, I she... was
0: with you when we found that out, I think.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. That was, to me, I thought so she crazy was 20. and mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. That's she's, crazy. She's... They're all these gorgeous women. So, yeah. So, like, I mean... I don't know. Obviously, I think a beautiful woman is a beautiful woman who really cares about their age yeah and I'm sorry to say but there are some women who are younger than this Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. they look a hot mess so
0: yeah I need to ask you um about the quote do you agree or disagree with the quote you get the face you deserve that's what so many people talk about how in your 20s who said that I don't I don't know but it's in so many aging articles and they say like in your 20s it's based on your genetic blessings whereas in your 40s and 50s it's based on how you are the type of person you are and that's how you get the face you deserve
1: wow that's (laughs) that's calling some people out um I would say do I agree with that gosh I do kind of agree because a part of me thinks that the way your well-being reflects, you know, inside and out. So if you are someone who is happy and thoughtful and caring and you, you help bring up the people around you, I think that will translate into having less stress, better sleep, better habits. I think there are a lot of cases where there are women who, don't have the luxury of being able to use skincare or be proactive and get a lot of sleep and whatever the case may be. But even then, there's so many times where I look at somebody and it's really if they're smiling and they're happy and they're, they just seem at peace with who they are. They look so beautiful and it has nothing to do with how many wrinkles they have what color their hair is, what age they are. It's a lot more about just kind of what's radiating from within outward. Because you know what? I will also say, I think there's some people who are extremely vain, who are very beautiful physically, but then you get to know them or you learn about them, whether they're celebrities or someone in your personal life. And you're like, you did not get the face you deserve because you look way too good. (laughs) So I don't know. That's probably controversial. And I I hate being like super, I think, I don't know. I don't want to sound super shallow or that I'm walking around being like, let me judge your face right now. But I think this is a real, this is a very real conversation and something that everyone talks about and thinks about.
0: Exactly. No, I completely agree. And I think so much of it too is your mental health. There's some people who just have really negative thoughts about themselves in the world and a lot of times if it's diagnosed like they can't help it and you know they might look older at a certain age but it wasn't their own doing it's just based on another circumstance but then like you said there's some people who are so vain and they look great obviously because of maybe the cosmetic procedures that they can afford and then there's other people who just I think you recognize their personality first. I always think of Jennifer Garbner whenever I think of someone like that. Like, she just seems like a, oh, yeah. such a wholesome person. I love how we keep referencing these celebrities as if we know them, oh. but... <laughs> Our best um, friend, Jennifer Garner I don't know. I feel like I have... Yeah, I know her, and she has the best personality ever. No, but um, she just seems so wholesome and friendly and beautiful on the inside and outside, and she just seems like someone who... Who has gotten the face they deserve in a good way
1: Mm -hmm. do you think that the comment or I guess the compliment you look good for your age is nice or mean is it something we should say or no
0: oh I I feel like it depends again everything is so great because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want anyone to ever tell me that in my 30s because obviously like what does that mean I'm still young yeah but in my 60s I'm sure I would adore that compliment yeah I don't know
1: I don't know. It's weird. And then do we say that to women and men equally? Or is that something that's a compliment mostly said to women?
0: I I think it's definitely for women. But I also think a lot of women kind of fish for the compliment. You look good for your age. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, if you're in your 60s or 70s and you want someone to think that you're in your 50s, that's totally fine. But I think... Some women, like, that is the ultimate compliment. Mm -hmm. I think for some women, that's the ultimate compliment you can give them at a certain age rather than, like, I love your heart or, you know, I love the way you think Mm -hmm. about the world.
1: Totally agree. And I think if we talk about aging, then we have to talk about the industry behind it and the millions of businesses That are based around this fear of aging. And we originally had thought about making this podcast episode about aging and skincare. But we realized there's so much to tackle with aging that skincare is going to have to be put on the back burner. But I'm someone who, when I got into skincare and just taking care of my skin, that automatically became about being afraid of aging because those two things were kind of marketed together. So if I wanted to care about my skin, I also had to be nervous about wrinkles and sunspots and things like that. So I kind of fell into this trap of spending a lot of money on skincare that I didn't need that wasn't helping me. I don't think it did any damage. I just think it didn't help at all. And then I will also say, I think while I was kind of going through that and I, Really gotten over that, and I don't believe that certain skincare that's just marketed that way. I'm much more into the actual chemicals put into that, a lot of because of the discussions Aaliyah and I have had. But when I was going through that, I was also kind of at the standstill with my stance on plastic surgery. And if you would have asked me when I was 18 years old what I want to do in terms of plastic surgery, I'd be like, oh, well, I would probably never do anything, but if I did, and I would list off like six things I would do. (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm like, you know what? I probably never will. And I just don't even know what I would do. I feel like it's just something that doesn't really, doesn't serve me in a in a healthy way because I know if I did it, it would not be for me. It would be because yeah. of my fears and what I wanted to portray to society. And I realized how negative that yeah. is.
0: Well, that is like a self-actualization moment that you came to because mm-hmm. so many people our age definitely rush to get, the sale on whatever Botox is being given at the moment. And, like, again, good for them. That's great. Like, you know, you do you. But the fact that you have spent the time to go through why you wanted plastic surgery and then, again, like, the industry behind it and you decided against it, that's that's amazing. But if you did have to get plastic surgery, what would you get it on?
1: Are you serious? Yeah. I, I'm being... honest, I could not tell you because my view on plastic surgery right now, and again, this could be a whole episode, but my view on plastic surgery now, I am so adamantly for plastic surgery. If it is for something that you know 100% through and through is for yourself, only for you, you're not doing it because you want to fix something or be portrayed a certain way or look a certain way, whatever. It's something that is you're dealing with it and you want to do it for yourself. I just know I would be lying if I said that. I don't have any part of me um physically, internally yes, but physically right. that I want to change for me. I love pretty much everything. That's amazing. Everything. <laughs> I no, mean, I'm not so one to like I would I would totally do skincare treatments. I have like a skincare yeah. routine I follow. I'm like big on SPF. Yeah. But for me, yeah. I like the skin I'm in and I don't need to change it. But I know that there are people who are like no, this is something that bothers me so much, and it's just for me, and I just don't like it. But I don't have anything like that right now.
0: No, that's good. I, you
1: know what? Actually, let me say, I think varicose veins, I don't know if that's considered you, you do surgery, not but, have those. Well, I don't have them now, but if I pop out some kids, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I know they're genetic. My mom had them. You know, mm-hmm. I know I'm probably going to get them. And those are something that I think I would just really – dislike them and I know that that's a part of birthing a child but I think I'd be like uh, get these away these are just annoying and I love wearing shorts and like dresses and I think that would just make me so annoyed yeah so maybe that's my answer no I love do that. you have an answer uh,
0: I remember we talked about this before and we both had answers mm-hmm. that's why I asked you but honestly at this point yeah. I don't know because uh, I don't know I think I'd feel a little guilty if I did because I'm genuinely happy where I am right now and Caden tells me Caden's my boyfriend side note I don't think I um went over that before but he always tells me like please don't change anything like I love you the way you are which is really good so I'm lucky for that but how do you feel about people denying or admitting whether they got plastic surgery like Kylie Jenner coming out and saying I've got my lips done I think that was great And then I remember there was something a couple weeks ago of Haley Baldwin was denying... Haley Baldwin and Madison Beer over TikTok. They were denying any plastic surgery at all. And they were threatening... I think Justin Bieber was threatening to sue someone on TikTok who was a plastic surgeon saying, no, I'm telling you girls, she has gotten plastic surgery. And I don't understand at this point why you would lie. You're a millionaire. You can Mm -hmm. literally get whatever treatment you want. Just be honest with people. I
1: don't know. That's so dumb to me. Nobody... Who cares? Just say That's what you've what done so you yeah. don't create the standard that no one can live up to without going under the knife. Why do you why do you want people to believe that?
0: Yeah. I agree. That can be a whole new episode so we'll just stop there on the plastic surgery train
1: yeah we should totally do one on plastic surgery i have lots of thoughts um Me too. there was actually a ted talk i watched on youtube again to kind of prepare for this episode i'm gonna butcher this woman's name Cecilia, Cecilia. it's s-c-i-l-l-a l-worthy and she made a TED Talk called, Why Are We So Afraid of Getting Older? It's from 2012, but in that episode, or in that TED Talk, she quoted that anti-aging spend for the entire world, I believe, is at $274 billion a year. And even scarier, she said, we could use that money to eradicate poverty, access to clean water for the entire world, and we'd still have money left over. And I think that's, that's so crazy. the priorities and mm-hmm. who is served by the anti-aging uh, industry. It's mostly uh, people with more money. And then I think that number of $274 billion has probably gone up. And I also wonder if that includes plastic surgery procedures. But right. yeah, that number just shocked me.
0: That's crazy. No, I totally believe that though, though, because whenever I was making my budget when we were back at school about how I would spend my money... Um, I literally had a monthly budget for skincare and it was just such a big priority to me like how other people prioritize you know pet food or getting their nails done or shopping or getting monthly alcohol budget. Mine was based on skincare and I totally see that being true and it's sad because I don't know like I wish I wasn't so obsessed with it but I guess I could say it's a passion because I am. But that's crazy to me that a number that big could help so many other people. But I guess if you th- put it in a different context as well, there's so many industries like that where we just spend exponential amounts mm-hmm. of money and other people could be benefit crazy. benefiting from it. One thing I do want to talk about is how aging is perceived around the world because mm-hmm. um, like you were talking about with your grandma – I wonder if do you think that's something that she has always just thought individually or do you think it has to do with her culture and where yeah. she's from?
1: I I didn't do any research on this, but I thought about it. I'll just talk from a personal perspective. My grandma who I talked about, she is Chinese and she grew up in China and moved to the States. I believe in her mid 20s and when we've talked about aging before, it's kind of something where it's like, be healthy. You have to stay fit. The biggest thing is staying fit, um, staying healthy, being active, and then having a purpose. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what with my grandma, if, if that's something personal to her or she grew up with that or cultural. I'm not
0: Interesting. sure. One country that I adore on their aging stance is France. And I know we would always send each other different Vogue videos of, like, how to channel your inner French girl. Everything is just so effortless. And Europeans in general are so effortless in absolutely everything that they do. But specifically the Parisian woman, they just have this attitude where it seems like nothing phases them. And they roll out of bed and they're immensely perfect. And I've done a lot of, I basically have watched any video out there on the French and their stance on aging. And it was, most of them have the same view on aging, like how I mentioned with Jane Fonda, where they want to look good for their age and they don't want to look 20 years younger. That's that's the main thing with them. And preventative work is big there as well. But again, it's very minimal and it's just to maybe plump some areas and not transform your whole face. But I remember watching one video of a French woman going over her skincare routine, and a tip I thought was really interesting was she was putting on her moisturizer, her anti-aging moisturizer, and she said, in America, everyone focuses on the face, just the face, and making sure the face doesn't have wrinkles. So when they get to a certain age, their neck is saggy, or their skin, or their hands, they all look a lot older than their face, which looks a bit funny. But in France mm-hmm. the neck is almost more important than the face because that is such an, that is such a big area where wrinkles can come in that you don't really necessarily think about when you're young. Sure. So she said making sure you stock up on anti aging moisturizer for the body is a big thing as well.
1: Huh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I think I target my neck, but now that I'm like rethinking, I'm <laughs> I'm worried that maybe I haven't. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I so oh,
0: I remember Courtney Kardashian said once that she puts sunscreen on her face every day, obviously, but also on her hands because they're mm-hmm. always pointing upward even more than the face. So I thought that was a good yeah. tip too.
1: I did hear that, that your neck and your hands show your aging first. Those are the right. areas of your skin that show first
0: something I want to ask you so I have this quote but before I read it I wanted to ask what do you think are the telltale signs of a woman who is physically aging in the United States and what are things that you would personally not want to do when you reach a certain age because I know my answer is right off the bat but I'm curious what yours are
1: I think gosh see I don't know because for me um the women that I'm surrounded by that are older than me are very balanced, have amazing, uh, a good balance, I would say, of taking care of their bodies, socializing, being active in their communities and have really been good examples for me. I think the number one thing that like, I'm afraid of when I get older is my career and not doing something that stimulates my mind. And as much as you know, oh, I'm reading a book and I'm Learning this new thing is important to me and I think is good. I think I would feel kind of unproductive for me if I wasn't, if I didn't have a job or if I didn't have some sort of income. So I, I don't know that that's not physical. It's more internal. But that is my biggest fear about getting older is that I will put my career on a to the side and then I will look back one day and think I really want to pick it back up, but I can't it's just no. It out.
0: no I get that and again like that's mature of you to answer because I definitely have a long list of things where I'm like I will not do this number one yeah. I will not cut my hair short like a buzz cut not a buzz cut but I feel like there's this universal haircut when yes. women reach a is certain that something age that
1: every single woman does why yes does every single
0: no idea what is no that? idea
1: does someone no come idea. to you and be like, you know what, you're 60, whatever, you're 70, it's time. You have to cut Literally. your hair. It cannot be past your ears. And it's all the same.
0: And I, I asked my hairdresser because I was so consumed with this. I, I thought it was a thing where you had to cut your hair because it got unhealthy. And she was like, yeah. no, Aaliyah, that is not true. You just have to take care of your hair. It's basically what they do. It's the haircut they like and it's easy and it's more so that they're too lazy to do their hair or their joints hurt or something. <laughs> It has nothing to do with your they hair getting bad. They have arthritis and
1: now can no and longer brush their hair.
0: Literally, that's like oh the number gosh. one thing Caden tells me. He's like, "I beg of you, never cut your hair like how these women cut them." Oh, yeah, and so also, cute. I I know I won't be able to help this, but a flat butt. I feel like once you get old, your butt just gets a little bit flabby. Oh my gosh, nothing wrong so with weird. that, but just the loss of like being toned and having oh my having God. muscle. <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, that is something I don't worry about at the moment.
0: No, but that's good. Like, I wish I, I could get to where you are.
1: No, but that's, but I mean, that's so real. I mean, it's true. If it's true, it's true. It's honest, you know, but I, I have seen that. I'm not going to lie. I have, I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, or, or, okay, now that I'm thinking about it, something that, hit me one day and it was just very, very random. I was, gosh, I don't even want to call this woman out like this, but I'm going to. I was at <laughs> the gym. Out. I was working out. <laughs> I was on the elliptical and I look over to my side, the elliptical next to me, and there's this woman and she was fit. Like she was, I kid you not, she definitely weighed less than me. She was definitely thinner than me, but her skin was sagging. And it was her arms, her upper arms, where I was just like,
0: Oh my god, no,
1: this is an inevitable thing of my life. I remember, I'm not even kidding. If anybody can remember this, I remember I had a substitute teacher in my elementary school. Her name was Mrs. Fruit. Oh gosh, maybe (laughs) I shouldn't say that. But you know what? Her name was Mrs. Fruit. I'm I'm not even joking you. And she used to say to us, she used to say, Oh, girls and boys, I am old. She was old. She was at least 70. And she said, I am old. And when I write against the chalkboard or the whiteboard, my arms are going to flap around on this board. And you're going to have to deal with it. No, I'm not kidding. I literally remember that. And I remember thinking to myself, what? What are you even talking about? And she, it's not like she was wearing a sleeveless shirt. She was literally in a long sleeve, probably a turtleneck at that. And she would say that. And I remember thinking, wait, what? Not like just not processing it, but she would joke about it. And even then, I've heard other times where people have said, oh, I had that teacher and I remember her arm hitting against the board. And I was like, what? "What?" And then it hit me one day. It hit me one day when I was at the gym Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! Yes,
0: the flab. I know, and it's and it's the worst. It's
1: like okay, you know what? If you if you don't care, you're not doing anything. You're not working out. You're like you're embracing. Yeah, exactly. You know life. Then cool. But if you're like literally at the gym doing the Michelle Obama workout every single day, (laughs) trying to pump your arms, lifting, like walking around the neighborhood with two pound weights, being like please, 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 just give me my arms back. That is devastating. I
0: know it is. Oh my god, that is so funny. Well, the, the reason I asked you was because apparently in French culture, it is weight. That is the number one thing that mm-hmm. they consider with oh, age. Oh, of course. If you're French that's all you, the
1: supermodels.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you're French and you disagree, please let us know. But I saw this New York Times article... New York Times article, and it said the number one response to an informal survey of French women in the years of magical aging is not gaining weight, ever. If a French woman happens to see an additional kilogram or two on her bathroom scale, she'll do whatever is necessary to force the needle back to where it belongs. I keep my weight steady, no ups and downs, Miss Karen said. I avoid all excess. She claims to eat all kinds of food in minuscule portions, and she doesn't drink alcohol. It's not so much French women don't get fat, it's rather they won't get fat. And I thought that was so okay. interesting.
1: No way she's French and not drinking alcohol. That Literally. That sounds fishy to me.
0: I know. I feel like their diet basically consumes of black coffee and red wine and maybe <laughs> a carrot.
1: <laughs> no, some a cracker and cheese, some brie or like a baguette. Well, the thing is, I think that's funny is my dad is French and I went to France a few times and I was a chubby little girl. And you know what? We'll have to do an episode so I can talk about my fat complex I had for the first, I don't know, 19 years of my life. But um, I can joke about this now. But when I went to France the first time ever, not the first, I think it was the second or the second, third, time, I don't know. I was about eight. And um, when I went, we had family friends that we would hang out with. We had apartments that were right next to each other. So we would hang out with their family every day. We'd go down to the beach And I had this swimsuit. It was my first ever two-piece. It was orange and white. And if I can find a picture, I'm not even kidding. I'll try to post it to our Instagram. I'm sure I can find one. Oh my gosh, I was a little rock star. But of course, um, the 13 year old girl I was hanging out with in France, I'll have to cover up her face because she's like in all the pictures, she called me fat. And she would talk to her parents and be like, why is that eight year old so fat? And like, here I am. I look like Lilo from Lilo and <laughs> Stitch, walking around with my short little hair, my bob cut oh, pretty much. Oh my God. Walking around, a, no, no cares in the world. And I remember. I didn't know what she was saying because she was speaking in French. Right. But I kept hearing her say it. And my dad, my dad would hear it. And they would ask if like, if I was okay, like if I was (gasps) eating too much, it was, it was so sad. And I remember... I remember definitely added by that point, I already had like, you know, issues with my weight, even even right. being so, so, so young. And right. it was just this culture of, oh, if you're not literally a stick, then you are just obese. And I don't let it hold me back. That's you crazy. know, I was there eating my ice cream, having a baguette and a croissant every single morning. I yeah. didn't, could not care less, but I, I thought about it and I heard it. And I think to myself now, that had so much more to do with them and their their own issues and yeah, their own for fears sure. but that's so funny oh, that's i mean it's crazy
0: and i feel like they all have the same body types too like i don't even i think they oh, yeah they would assume like someone who has muscle is fat as well because the french mm-hmm. people that i've seen their bodies are just so straight and not shapely at all yeah and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy that they all look that way that's yeah. so sad. The tall
1: supermodel, French right. supermodel woman. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see in our notes that we have Emma Harrow. We have oh to bring her up.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: You do the honors because you found her. Okay.
0: Emma Harrow. She's an icon. Um, I believe her Instagram is just E-M-M-A-H-O-R-E-A-U. But we'll put it in the show notes as well. But she is a skinfluencer and she lives in London and she's Parisian as well. And she is incredible. Her aesthetic is amazing. And she knows Mm -hmm. the ins and outs of skincare. And she has the best tips. I have messaged her plenty of times asking about different skincare products or facials or whatever. And she responds immediately. She's so engaging with her followers and she vlogs as well and recommends the best products. So definitely give her a look. Her blog goes way into depth about different skincare routines and what you should be doing at each stage of your life. So I'm obviously in my early 20s and I needed a skincare routine and I went to her website and found out what I should be using for my current age. Um, I remember I had, I was using retinol in my skincare routine and then I saw that she recommended that in your late 20s. So I'm holding off of that for now, but Mm. Yeah, do you, don't you agree, Astrid? She's just incredible.
1: Oh, I love her. And I've learned so much from her. Aaliyah was the one who told me about her, and she said that Emma does this thing on her Instagram called Sunday School, and she just will do a different topic, and then she saves all of her Sunday Schools to her highlights. They're so good. I would rewatch the highlights and take notes, and then she has the blog that Aaliyah was mentioning. I think it's called Lolita Says So. Aaliyah yes, says. Lolita Says and So. And... Yeah. Oh my, it's so good. It has a lot of great products. A lot of the products I've tried, I will say I really simplified my skincare routine. Um, and when I first got into skincare, I was about, I thought if I spent a lot of money, that would mean I get good results for some products. Yes. Other products I realized, no, this, this is nothing for my skin, but it is a trial and error. And she talks about that. She's awesome. And I think even if it's not about skincare, she does talk about a lot of different things, sustainability, being a woman, style, aesthetic, photography, art. She's so cool. So just a great person to, to listen to or follow um, in general.
0: Yeah. And her number one tip is to be proactive, not reactive. And she says skincare and sunscreen is the best way to do that. So I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. Oh yeah. Um, Going into skincare as a way to prevent aging I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some old wives tales and some scientific back research just to kind of get a glimpse into what we believe or what we've tried or people we know. Do you have anything in particular Mm -hmm. that you know of to be essential to someone's anti-aging routine?
1: We mentioned SPF. I feel like we've kind of beat that horse. Um, Yeah, SPF to me is the number one thing. And then water I don't think water really helps I know some people say if you have acne you need to drink water no bs that's not I mean for some people no it's not true for a lot of people yeah that's just no everybody needs water though I think for the elasticity of your skin and just to be healthy water can do so much for you so water and then something that's a really simple tip and I'll let Aliyah kind of get into the more scientific ones I have found that not using extremely hot water when i shower i'm not gonna say cold because no that's I amazing do sometimes for you cold. yeah it's so much better for your skin for the dryness and the moisture in your skin and if you let the water just like beat down on your face stop doing that like i just stopped doing that i have stopped doing that and i i i really have seen a difference Don't just let steaming hot water on your face. Sure, on your body and then moisturize right when you get out. But on your face, just take your hands, cup them, put them under the water and then use that to do anything on your face because that's so harsh on your skin. Like when else do you have steaming water on your face like that? And I just think also trying to turn the nozzle a little bit colder can do a lot for you. But I know some people love their steaming showers Aaliyah is one of them. I know. So, I'm not I trying to take it away from that it. like peaceful time. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think that's like good. I realize how for me, I have different times when like that to me is like my recharge. Showers to me are very like militaristic. I'm in and out. But <laughs> um, I know it's yes. not for everybody.
0: It's like a relaxation for for mm-hmm. me.
1: But tell us about more scientific aging tips.
0: Okay. First of all. Um... Just an old wives' tale. So, my mom told me this. My great grandma Salzner, she is still alive and she's the best. So, what her mom told her is I, I wish this was a video so I could show this. It's going to be hard to explain. But she would basically, where a man would have an Adam's apple, like right at the end of your neck, right when it goes down into, like, where an Adam's apple would be, she would hit the top of that every day 100 times with just the palm of her hand. She would turn her hand to the side and, like, beat it against her neck, and that, I I guess, prevented a sagging (laughs) neck, and my grandma does not have a sagging neck, and her mom would do that 100 times every day, and... I need to do that. So apparently, that's a good one.
1: Love that DIY. Yes,
0: I know. Um, With more scientific, uh, Dr. David Sinclair. I have listened to multiple podcasts where he is the guest speaker, and he is incredible. He is a leading anti aging doctor. He's written books. He is just so knowledgeable and is doing amazing things in this industry. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was on the Goop one. And he's great because he actually gives tips. Do you know when you're listening to a podcast and someone has this great thing that they're talking about, but they don't tell you how to achieve those results? That irks me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, but he does the exact opposite. So he talks about the supplement called, I can never say it right, it's it's called uh, resveratrol, I think, I believe. And apparently it's one of the ingredients in red wine and he takes a supplement of it every single morning. You can just buy it in a powder form, and apparently the amount that he takes would be equivalent to drinking like an extreme amount of wine. So he takes this, and it's supposed to help anti-aging. I don't remember the science behind it, but it's supposed to be a great supplement. Um, He also takes metformin, which I thought was really interesting. So I knew a little bit about metformin since I have PCOS. Some women who have PCOS use this to manage their weight, but um, it's also a pill for diabetes. And they've done some tests on mice, and they found that it can help with anti-aging. So I believe he is prescribed metformin because diabetes runs in his family, but he takes a small dosage every morning. And then, Mm -hmm. um, oh, he also talks about NAD+. It's another supplement I haven't taken, nor do I know the facts of it, but just to throw that out there. Collagen and hyaluronic acid are two that are really good. Hyaluronic acid, Emma actually says that it is like yeah. one of the serums that you should be using on your face. You are supposed to be keeping the moisture locked in, especially at these young ages, so you aren't drying out because that can really age your skin. And then collagen, Vital Proteins is a great company that makes collagen a ton of different flavors, but again, it's just a supplement that you can drink every day. And it's more for joint and hair and um, nail health, but also down the road, it can lead to being healthier when you are aging.
1: Interesting. I don't know enough about this.
0: Yeah, I just kind of spit that all out. Sorry, but no. But a good thing. Wanted to, to make sure that I give everyone the inside scoop.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't have. Yeah. We'll have to do another episode on skincare and just kind of focusing on that because I feel like there's so much good stuff to talk about with that. But I definitely because I, I don't have a fear. I maybe need to do more research and think more about ways to be preventative.
0: No, but that's good. Like, that's good you don't have a fear.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess because I thought we were just getting coffee, it's all about asking questions. Maybe we should end the episode with the question, is aging internal or external? Aaliyah, thoughts?
0: Ooh. Okay. I... I believe it's internal and I'm not just saying that to try to make myself sound better because I'm so afraid of the external effects but again it's like we were talking about earlier like it is all on how you perceive yourself in the world and the people around you and if you are someone that everyone is drawn to then obviously you're going to age happier which is more important than aging more attractively in my opinion. Totally
1: agree.
0: I would say you agree before yeah. you even say it, but I want to hear yeah. your synopsis. I, mean, when I
1: asked my grandma those questions, the first thing she said was, age is just a number. And it is. I think aging mm-hmm. is internal because if you it, you can let it either hold you back or you can let it propel you forward. You can always, always, always use the excuse, I'm too old for that, I'm too young for that whatever go ahead use your excuses but at the end of the day you're deciding and you're also letting society influence how you make that decision so it's up to you to say you know what nope don't care if i look 95 at 26 i'm gonna still do what i want to do um and i think aging is internal and Sometimes it is scary when our external doesn't match how we feel inside. I think that's a fear everybody has when you feel like you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, who is that person? I don't know them. We've all been there. You have to just put that aside and think about things that are maybe more important to you. But it all it right. is also give yourself some slack. I think especially as a woman, we're being told and programmed to believe that we, we have to look a certain way and we have to be a certain way always. So... Just trying to be aware of that and then check yourself and and not feed yeah, into it.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Yeah. It's been a few episodes now. So please, please, please make sure to either leave a review, engage with us on social media, give us some feedback. We would really appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys. Talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.